Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This week in league, Manu Vadavai unfortunately leaves all his diamonds on the field and is about nothing but rocks in retirement. CTE crisis in Canberra as their half is homesick for England despite living in a cold, dreary shithole full of complaining cunts with poor hygiene. Mitchell Pearce not invited to the McKinnon twins christening after his history of trying to fuck things with four legs. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for round nine of the 2021 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 396 of This Week in League. I'm Nathan. And I'm Jay. And I'm one of you cunts. <laughs> uh, you've done it again. <laughs> this is great. This is now, now, now the, the vibe I'm feeling, it's like this, like the like the, the comedian who's using the ventriloquist dummy on stage. <laughs> and, the, and, and then the dummy, you make the dummy say all the horrible shit. Hey, wait. <laughs> I love the look on Jay's face when you can just see he's like, "Fuck!" Now I've got to come up with something like worse next week. <laughs> he's, he's loving it. He's a fucking absolute worst ghostwriter ever. <laughs> I oh fucking what a what a TV show throwback that is. <laughs> the fucking nineties. Um, there were a couple of times when I was growing up when I was fortunate enough to be around somebody who was having their first time on pingers but hadn't told anybody that it was their first time on pingers they did that nah I'm a fucking expert I do this all the time yeah. I'm fucking all over this so we'd sit back you know at, as we would with just our little carton of VB throwdowns you know that that's all the buzz we needed and uh, you would watch this person slowly fucking devolve <laughs> into an absolute fucking MDMA fueled degenerate <laughs> And I haven't felt that close to that moment in like 20 years. But now it's all coming back to me. Uh, no ping is required. Oh. How good. Now, uh, you right, Glenny? You good? I'm good, thank you. That's good. Just checking up on you. See how you've been. It's very impressive <laughs> pretending to give a fuck. I like it. Oh, yeah, that's not that's checking that's on my welfare on, after mate. shoving me off the cliff again for a second week. Yeah, look, I mean, this is you know, this 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 may happen till it gets old, and I quite frankly, I don't know if it ever will. Nah. <laughs> if I know, anyway, if I know um, you two, things don't get old. <laughs> yep, yep. Anyway, welcome, new listeners. Let's get into the news. We actually do talk about footy at some time, yeah, at some stages. Um, news this week. Uh, I know you've got a couple there. Hopefully, hopefully, Jay. But uh, the the first one is the one that that, that come come around this morning, where there was a uh, communication 
from the NRL to the players and match officials to remind everybody to adhere to the rules or the necessity to adhere to the rules. Uh, so as of round nine this coming round, match officials have been reminded to take minimal tolerance for avoidable contact with the head or neck. And um, so while incidental or minor contact will continue to be penalised and potentially placed on report, uh, they've been encouraged to use the sin bin or send-off mechanisms for contact deemed careless or reckless and involving a significant degree of force around the head and neck. And uh, this is based on their priority for player safety. Also, officials have been called on to take stronger action regarding continuous or deliberate tactical breaches in relation to six-again calls for 10-metre and ruck infringements. On-field officials will consider appropriate use of a penalty and a sin bin if it's considered necessary under the circumstances to ensure a higher level of compliance, including for repeat infringements or deliberate infringements early in the set. This does not need to be the same player on consecutive occasions. The team receives a general warning. Next player that infringes in the ensuing period could be sin binned. So mm. basically, the thing that people didn't like about the six again, and also, I mean, the logical conclusion to the introduction of the six again, it's been figured out by, by teams over a couple of weeks and uh, flouted by all ever since. And so now they're going, okay, so now we need to step that back and, and the referees need to enforce the rules of the game, not the rules that we gave them at the start of the season, but the the rules kind of like they were before then and uh, <laughs> and, and use penalties and sin bins for, you know, what seems to be almost, a, it's like, it's almost a, it's a commonplace almost, yeah. that, you know, every time, you know, seven tackle set situation yeah. now, isn't it, when they get them pinned down in their own end? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So look, I'm all for it. Yeah, I think it's a natural progression when the rule changes. You know, they they make a, a rule change which which has an impact on the on the flow of the game, and and teams then set about trying to exploit it to their you know gain some sort of advantage from it. Then the league has mm-hmm. to react to to that, and and around around we go. Some teams do it better than others. Um, it's 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 a fairly like I said natural progression, and um, yeah. I'm all for it. And look, as far as like, uh, you know, blatant rule floutings have gone, at least this one doesn't necessarily impact player safety like chicken wings and fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it. The shit, the, 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 you know, the like there's, there's you know, there's line stepping, there's line stepping. And this was, you know, was it, was it the crime of the century? No, but uh, I, I do think that it'll, uh, it will improve the game. Having it, having them, you know, yeah, just, just you know, just walk it back a touch. Yeah. In terms of those particular mm. infringements. Hopefully, it is just a yeah. touch because you don't want to see that situation. We had a, a you know a couple of seasons ago where you know they were really nitpicky through the ruck and you ended up with a hundred penalties a game. You know, hopefully they it's a it's a gradual progression. They find the sweet spot rather than going too far and having to come back again. Yeah, but you remember that period with the hundred penalties a game that actually started to destroy. Negative aspects of sure. the play of play from the storm and the roosters mm. and stuff like that, yeah. and then just when they got on top of it, you know the media yeah, the started commentators, bitching and everything the like that, and are then the they just completely, <laughs> yeah, and then they just walked it back completely, and it, you know, so, um, what else you want to talk about this week? What do you got there, stepdad? Oh, there's not a lot of actual news. News. Um, there's the 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 usual 
you know, speculations about player signings. And again, at, at this stage, it's it's all that hearsay before. Um, so you know, you've obviously got the Broncos who who this week uh, I I think have pulled almost the biggest bitch move I've seen by a club in many many years. Many many coming years. Out and saying that, Since the that Tigers decided the, to keep Nofaluma and not go for Ado Car. <laughs> bit. Bitch move, not dumpster fire move. <laughs> yeah. um, insane, they need the NRL to step in and stop these raids on their stop players. The vultures. They're being unfairly targeted by vultures. Um, and then the next article is Broncos considering shock play for Raiders star Josh Hodgson. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So with transfers and and signings. We're all firmly in speculation phase. Um, the the most likely looks to be uh, Xavier Coates to the Storm. As far as as far as a move away from the Broncos, yeah, they're looking like a two year deal there. Although, I mean, Katoni Staggs did sign. He did commit today. Katoni to, Staggs so, did resign. So it. yeah, so that's on a four year deal at the end of twenty twenty five, and he's likely to. Uh, you know, I think they they have designs on him playing in the six for them going forward. Yep, and uh, you know. The, the way that they've managed to get their their, uh, their halves together over the last couple of years, yeah, well, almost the last you know the best part of the last decade, means that you know of course I can't see anything going wrong there. Yeah, um, the Cowboys have locked up Drinkwater. Okay, and but apart from to be that, an understudy the, to be an understudy to Chad and Deirdre, and- yeah, that's it. Um, the the future of Reynolds still nothing certain on that. So he's come out this week and uh, and emphatically declared that uh, that his injury won't affect his contract signings. Yeah, I I honestly expected the Sharks to to announce his signing this week, but you know it seems like it's uh it's not moving as quickly as I expected. Do, do you think there's any so, chance uh, he stays at CS at this stage? Um, I'd hate to say the, I'd hate to say no, but it doesn't like no one's talking about it, which means that you know there there are people in the know with these things, mm. and they they allow yeah. things to get out into the into the you know the media and so on, and like there's no media talk whatsoever of South being a potential place for him to land. Mm. You know what I mean? It's always it's always speculating about oh the Broncos are going to throw some coin at him or the Sharks are going to throw some coin at him and. I, th- you know, I think a lot, a lot of that was, though, just, you know, there's that, again, staple of, of rugby league journalism. What can I make up? Mm-hmm. And then just report on that as yep. a possibility. Yeah. Like, did the Broncos make a serious play for him? Or is it only because the Broncos had massive halves problems? I feel like I heard the story that uh, that Kevy and, uh, and Donnie, they went down to Sydney over the weekend and actually met with him. And I think they may have met with Sean Johnson as well while they were down there. So they are they, like the Broncos. Obviously, need you know they need a, a halfback, and and they're in the business of finding one at the moment. So I, I would you know I, I imagine that they're discussing it, but uh, you know, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. But again, apart from that, fairly scant news week. Yeah, I um, agree. Internationally. 
Samoa have apparently said no to the uh, the coaching of the Johns brothers. Yeah, so they like Joey offered them up as like as a package deal, didn't they, for coaching that's purposes? It. And uh, look, yeah, that's probably that's a, that's pretty much a non-story. I mean, how many games are Samoa going to play this year anyway? Um, yeah, exactly. And the other one, again, not footy related, and I know we don't like to report on this sort of stuff, uh, but did you see the photo of uh, Jared Hayne circulating on social media? I did. With Corey I did. And with, uh, with, with Smooth Corey, yep. On his, on his left uh, is, is Smooth Corey, um, and to his right is uh, Tool Nation's own Special K Online. <laughs> who has um, resurfaced and doesn't have an AVO for sexual misconduct from either of those players. Well, no, they bite back, don't they? Yeah, that's it. So <laughs> so essentially, I, if you look into his eyes there, you can see um, what, what he's saying there is, uh, you know, Val, I've, I've dumped you for somebody that was actually successful in the NFL. Played a game. So, But yeah, look, I honestly, fucking, like... The only thing you can say about that is Corey Norman is one of two two possible guys. One, fucking ridiculously stupid. Yes. Or two, doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And I think he's probably more of the number. I mean, look, I'm not going to say anything about the, you know, like I, I don't think he's going to win the Nobel Prize for anything anytime soon. No. However, I also think that yeah, I just don't think he's fuck. I mean, he's mates with him, and that's that's the end of it. And yep. you know, you know how these players are. I mean, there's like an unnamed like the the way that the way that these players fucking flock together. We're not gonna not gonna name names in this in, in this story. But one of our beloved members this week tells tells us that yeah that Robbie Farris started liking pictures of his on his chick's Instagram yeah. on his girlfriend's Instagram. <laughs> And then, like, hours later, oh, now fucking, yeah, Shandor Earl's liking pictures on Instagram. And then it's like someone else is liking pictures. And so, so there's obviously, like, there's no, I don't believe in coincidences. There's like, <laughs> so her Instagram, yeah, got, blew up in the, uh, in the WhatsApp and got passed around. And so, look, honestly, these, you know, this is not a sport for the brain surgeons. It was, no. you know, it may have been in the, it may have been in the eighties and nineties when they had to work a job in the daytime, but now, but now, now it is a professional sportsman, and uh, they're not known for their common sense. That's it. And so, you know, fucking Corey, and like, you know, Corey's trying to get like your know, contract extended. Yeah, you know, he's just like, yeah, how fucking stupid do you have to, you know, like how against your own interests do you have to be? You know what I mean? Like, fuck, man, just lay low. Try and play well, which is a problem for him at the moment. Yep. And let the rest... Have, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Previews for the upcoming round nine of the 2021 NRL season kicking off Thursday night. The South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Melbourne Storm at Stadium Australia. The Rabbitohs side, uh, obviously some big, big changes. We had uh, Adam Reynolds out with uh, his injury for several weeks with a thumb injury. Benji comes into half. Walker moves to 5'8". Uh, Johnson to fullback. Masters and Milne are the wingers. 
Jackson Polo out with the wrist injury. Braden Burns comes back in to take the vacant center spot from the reshuffle. Uh, Arrow moves to lock. Cam Murray's out with an ankle injury. Totola returns to replace Jai Arrow's uh, Jai Arrow at prop, and Jed Cartwright returns on the bench. So there's a fucking lot. Um, the Storm, they have uh, Jennings and Asafa Solomon both return. Uh, Lewis uh, drops to the reserves, and uh, what else have we got here? Eisenhuth out injured. Riley Jacks is uh, omitted from the twenty-one. Mm. Great clash, this one, at full strength for both sides. Mm. And, a, and a great little uh, little litmus test to see where they both, you know, just how they're positioned against each other. But mm. it's been completely robbed of all that with, a, you know, a ton of quality out of each side. I mean, the Storm already uh, coping with without Pappy. I think he's back next week. Mm. Um, and the Rabbits, I just think... You know, I, I think, I think the, the, the Rabbits without Reynolds... And this big reshuffle, obviously necessitated by Latrell also being out. I just don't know if they're going to be able to put yeah. that. Like, like Benji had some excellent touches last week. I mean, he he had he had some de- deadly touches that chimed in and made that left hand side sing the same as it always did. But then he also, you know, Benji also does have his Benji touches as well, where you know he yeah. put in the third row and the rest of it. I think without Reynolds there to provide, you know, an additional point of danger, yeah, it's a lot harder for him to create, especially against such a well-drilled defensive side as the Melbourne Storm. Yeah. Also, I don't think Benji has the consistent kicking game when both teams are in the grind to keep CS in the game. Um, if if Reynolds and Mitchell were in, I would actually probably be, I would lean towards South in this game. But the fact that they're both out, and especially Reynolds in against the Storm, when you know they're going to just tighten the screws, tighten the screws, tighten the screws, and you've got to stay yeah. in, in the game. Benji, you know, everyone talks about his game management, how much it's improved at this later stage of his career. But I, I still don't think he's keeping a side in the grind against Melbourne. No, nah, he, he's not. Ben, Benji is not managing a game. Benji, yeah. Benji's managing moments. Mm. Yep. Benji can take a five-minute period and do a couple of Benji things within that period that can turn a game certainly or that can, can shift momentum or, or really give the team a spark, but he's not managing an 80-minute football game mm. super effectively. Agreed. So, and if you look at the Storm, you still have Hughes and Munster mm-hmm. leading them around the park. And Hughes especially, who has very quietly and in the most workmanlike of fashions, pretty pretty much taken control of this team. You know, his, his performances this year, you know, as I said it last week, he would be close to the, the most improved player over the last 24-month period. Uh, and which is saying something, especially considering the position he plays. So, just based on the class they've got in the halves, as well as the experience in their forward pack, uh, you know, South South Danger's all in their outside backs, and they're missing too many of them. So, I think I have to go with the Storm here. Yep, same. Same. 
Friday, 6 p.m. game, the Panthers take on the Sharks at Bluebet Stadium. The uh, Panthers, unchanged 17. Uh, they've got Hopgood replacing Brent Naden on the on the uh, extended 21, but uh, yeah, I don't think that'll affect anything. Uh, Sharkies, uh, Dugan has been named in uh, New South Wales Cup as well as in the number 19 for their <laughs> first grade side. Uh, Ramian returns to the centres. Wilton benched and Hamlin Newelli out with an ankle injury. I don't think we need to discuss this one further. The Panthers will win and uh, 13 win plus. extremely well. 30 plus, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, I'd I agree mean, with that. The Sharks are tanking for the draft picks that's never, that's never going to come. So, I, you know, I'm not sure how much fight's left in them, to be honest. I mean, you'd, you'd think there'd be enough to avoid a spoon, but... Yeah, not enough to know. get within a bull's roar of... Uh, Penrith. Yeah, yeah, actually, almost it'd almost be worth it worth a degen multi on uh, on this one. To be honest, just every oh. Panther is a try scorer. <laughs> yeah, is it any I time mean, try scorer? Well, I don't think they're going to score seventeen tries. Do you know? Do you know, do so. you know how much? You know how much of a bloodbath this is going to be. Dane Laurie's going to score for Penrith. <laughs> That's how fucking open the field's going to be. <laughs> the uh, Eels take on the Roosters in the uh, Friday night football match. The Eels side, same 1-17. to um, Paulo named it, sorry, same 17 with Paulo named the starting prop. Kafusi drops to the bench. The Roosters, okay, so Teddy returns at fullback, and that is very fucking timely. Um, Manu shifts to, to centre, replacing yep. the injured BMOZ. Takayaho replaces Lindsay Collins, who's out with an ACL. It's kind of the forgotten ACL from last week, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Sam Verrills is out, and he like had like a detached retina or some shit, didn't he? Oh, fuck. Like, oh, wow. And yeah. uh, Ben Marshke named Hooker. Kieran joins the bench. Uh, Tupanu is suspended. He's out, and that butcher starts in the back row, and uh, Saluka Fafita joins the bench. So, look, I hate to say it, but I think the Eels, uh, the, you know, just by virtue of having a settled 17 that's been performing pretty well. I mean, like they've obviously been winning a ton of games without being spectacular in most of them, but mm-hmm. you know, they were great last week. And uh, I just think that at some point the roosters can't take, <laughs> they, just, they just can't take any more fucking losses. I mean, it's a big in for them to have Teddy, but you know, and like you, you, you look at the, you look at the, the outside back and you go, okay, yeah, so Josh Morris and, and Joey Manu in the centres and Tupo and Ikevalo on the wings with you know Teddy at fullback, that's great. But you super inexperienced halves. The hooking position, they must be they must be down to about their fucking fourth drop now <laughs> at this point in, in hooker. Um yeah. Is Radley going that well at lock that they don't put him back to nine? Like they've obviously wraps on this mask, but yeah, well, yeah, maybe, 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 uh, you know, in game situations, Radley takes it, you know, takes mm. some of the burden off him, but yeah, but yeah, just uh, yeah, yeah. just wins the breaking point for the Roosters. Yeah, I, I was wrong about the Roosters earlier in the season, and I, I predicted something along the lines of what you were saying, Nate, um, to happen when when Kiri went down, <laughs> and yep. I think they've lost one game since, so um. Mm. I don't know. I, I I wouldn't back against Para to to not shit the bed here. So I um I'm going to lean towards the Roosters to keep it going at least for another week. Yeah, I, th- I think the Roosters are just that well drilled enough. Um, that uh, yeah, the, there's a lot of injuries and there's a lot of replacements and a lot of out of positions. Yep. Uh, but but again, the the storm have shown us for years that as long as you can have 
what essentially what's a very simple game plan based on territory, as much possession as you can handle, and impeccable handling, then then really you you can overcome most most teams. But um, yeah, I'm going to back the Roosters here just just to get home with a bit too much class for Para. Yeah, I don't. I think the only power a bit more settled, and I'll probably get away with it. To be honest. Yeah, but he, but here's the thing, that you know, a, a couple of Fergie drops, mm. and all of a sudden they're rattled. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's, but, there's more know, dangers a, in the Eels game than there is in the Roosters. Yeah, well, I mean the fact that they, you know, the, the fact that they've got a massively inexperienced halves and Hooker, that Teddy's the only guy, that, you know, that's got any experience in their spine at the moment. I mean, I like Walker, you know, what we've seen so far, but I mean Walker, you know, has been nurtured into into first grade, surrounded by some experienced guys, and you just fucking keep losing two each, you know, two more every week, mm. you know, to the point where. You know, there's not going to be that you know, that much experience around to, to hold his hand. So it's like, see. World, it's like World War One. You know, you're a fresh faced rookie one week, and within two weeks, everyone you knew is dead. And yeah, so you've been you've been promoted, you promoted to Lance <laughs> Corporal. So this, this is actually the best thing the Walker's ever done <laughs> because everyone above you is dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the uh, Raiders take on the Knights at. Um, McDonald's Parker, but is that is that real? Wagga Wagga, or, they, or they mean yep. McDonald Jones Stadium? No, no, Wagga Wagga. It is. Oh, Wagga. Okay, mm. cool. Okay, so Canberra Raiders side. Okay, so Papali is back in the front row. Ryan, Ryan James drops to the reserves. Williams returns at half after a late dropout of last week. Um, <clears throat> the night side. Crosland is named in the halves to replace the injured Blake Green. Hunt returns on the wing with uh, Stafford Tyre dropping out of the 17 and into 19. This tough one. Two sides are kind of doing it. Yeah. Tough at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Knights are, you know, they're disappointing across 18, 18 minutes. You know, the Raiders can really put in for half a game. What, are this, what is it? It's, one, it's been one try over three second halves of football. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Damning stats. It is, but I mean, once, once again, you know, the Newcastle Knights here, they're, they're rolling out without proper halves, really. I mean, Kurt Mann and Phoenix Crosland is your combination. Mm. For all the problems the Raiders have at the moment, yeah. I mean, at least they've got, like, you know, they've got proper fucking halves. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I feel like the, ra- the wheels are Although falling off you- the Raiders, but if they were playing anyone other than the Knights this week, it would get a whole lot worse and there'd be a lot more media scrutiny with what's going on at the club. Um with Hodgson standing down and, you know, injuries, all the rest of it. But um, the the Knights, are, they're in a world of hurt. I, I think the Raiders will win 1-12. to 12. <clears throat> Especially with Joe yeah. Tarpanay's uh, misses running the interchanges this week. Oh, that'll be a clock. They, is he know, Tarpanay? I, I, I expect is, a much better tired? second half. Sorry? No, I'm serious. What's the matter? I'd swear that I heard a different pronunciation of his name this year. Yeah, I... I there's a um, every time I there read is, it, there is I'm a like, guy. How do you say it? There is a good. There is there is a guy um, in the doggies who's to pine. Yes. Okay. And he's TIP instead of TAP. Okay. And it's my understanding that's how he that's how his name is pronounced. Like, if we're incorrect I, I here I, and someone's in the know, yeah, fucking you know, tell let us. us know. 
because we know we don't you know we definitely don't try and be willfully ignorant in terms of like the way we pronounce things That's um it. so we were agreed that the we are all three of us saying raiders in that one yes okay here we go west tigers versus the gold coast titans at campbelltown and they were in a they were in a special West jersey. It's only about fucking six years after Tommy Radonik has died, but yeah, they're finally rolling out a fucking proper West jersey for him. Now the uh, Tigers side, uh, Tommy Talau suspended, um, which gives up Moses Umbai the four. Uh, little replaces him on the bench, and uh, Roberts remains out after withdrawing last week. The Titans side. Okay, so uh, Tino returns from suspension up front. Fodawaka is benched. Sammy moves to the wing, uh, replacing uh, Smooth Corey, who's injured. And uh, Bo Firmer moves into center. Jamin Jolliffe replaces Sam McIntyre in the interchange. And I, on my list here, I see Ash Taylor, but is he not... Did I see, read something today that he's injured and something? Yeah, so did I. Let me just, uh, while you're talking, go back through. Yeah, I thought I read something about he, he was like it was... Injured and a, and a, you know you're suffering from form and injury issues, and I'm like, well, you know, why would you? Why do you have to bring up the form issues if he's injured? <laughs> there we are. Titans playmaker Ash Taylor has been ruled out of Saturday's stash with the West Tigers, as he battles to return to full fitness after off-season hip surgery. Tanner Boyd will take his place in the starting side. It's like two and a half months into the fucking season, though. I mean, when did he start struggling with the? Like, that means he, if, if, if he's struggling from surgery from you know the the off season, he's been struggling. This is the ninth Start week. Start calling him Betty White shortly. Yeah, he's got hip problems. Who mm. well, I reckon the Tigers are a big chance in this game. I don't I don't rate the Titans a lot at all. I mean, it's just the the Titans are just going to have to decide what. Sorry, the Tigers are just going to decide what kind of side are they this week? Are they one of these teams that gets fucking absolutely cucked for a David Fafita hat trick, or are they a team that shuts him the fuck down? Well. I think that will all depend, and Glenn, you'll be able to tell me. Um, so David Fafita scores a lot of tries, and he scores them from from very close to the line. How good's the Tigers' goal line defence been against big men this year? Uh, fucking hopeless. There you go. Also, he tends to score. He tends to, he tends to be on the end of the the movement when they're sort of heading down the left hand side. Oh, sort of if I, if I could also, side of the field. if I could just interject and and correct you, uh, Jay. He's also scored several long range tries by running over the top of also, poor hapless cunts. That also, cunts also, <laughs> also down the left. <laughs> so who defends on the left? Oh, look, it depends. There might be another Madge Masterstroke where well, he they're right. pisses I wonder some, if Madge hides yeah, him on the right. <laughs> pisses him off somewhere. So what's the game plan going to be? To confuse him Don't lose. and put no one for him to run over in front of him, just leave gaping holes and hope it... I hope it freaks him out. Have you ever been riding a <laughs> bike and someone and threw a stick in your spokes? That's the Tigers' game plan, uh, yeah, as, nice. at least with Fafita. But, look, Fafita can't win the game on his own. They've uh, they've got to overcome – the Titans still have to overcome the class of Zach Sini, Dane Laurie, uh, and Jake, Jake Simpkin, and uh, I don't think they have it in them. Tigers at Campbelltown – Big occasion, West Jersey. What could possibly go wrong? Thirteen plus. The um, only thing for me, the only thing for me that is actually you know making me think that the Tigers won't win, is the fact that you tip it against is a big them occasion. every week. Hmm. So the, well, can we just Tigers, go back as far as the, big events go? This year we've had um, Tommy's Tommy's honour game and and Anzac Day. Yeah, 
Um, mm-hmm. How did they go in those rounds? Also, like, uh, round one, that's a fairly big occasion in any season. Yep. I rest my yeah. case. No, I'm saying these, these occasions are bigger than the game. <laughs> bigger than the game? Uh, yes. Look, to say that we've got an unflattering record would be a fair understatement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, no, look, I honestly, I, I honestly expect the Tigers to win this game. Uh, That's you know. dangerous. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Okay, I, the Cowboys. I expect nothing. Take on... <laughs> Well, you're not going to you're not going to make any big statements. I already have. I've already made a big statement, but well, the Gold Coast Titans can't win. Is that what you said? <laughs> can't win, mainly because they're shit fans. Right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the Cowboys take on the Brisbane Broncos at the Abattoir up there in North Queensland. The Cowboys side: Clifford returns at halfback. Ben Hampton Hampton is out injured. Justin O'Neill's out. Javid Bowen is his replacement at centre. Broncos one to seventeen. Who's little brother? Last week. Who's little brother in this game? <sighs> I, I want to th- say based on twenty fifteen. Broncos. Based on Broncos. 2015. Yeah, yeah. Well, based on twenty fifteen, and also based on the latter Cowboys won more games than the Broncos anyway, yeah, haven't they? True, true. They won at least one more game. I'm yep. pretty sure. That's it. So, man, this this is not, this is another tough one. It's a tough one to call. I mean, if this was in Suncorp, I think I'd back the Broncos. Yeah. So just just based on that, I think we'll have to go have to go the Cowboys. Cowboys are so hard to draw a bead on though. They are. Like at this I don't you don't know which team they are from week you know, from week to week. Even last week they were fucking atrocious in the first half yeah. and they managed to claw it well, back. Both and of them. Yeah. Well yeah, Broncos like the first twenty minutes was just like <laughs> yeah. the worst first twenty minutes by any side in you know, this season. They were both getting blasted only to, you know, Albeit the Cowboys didn't quite get there, but they, they came back with a, a wet sail. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think, think Cowboys at home. But yeah, with without great confidence, so mm. the mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Warriors at Brookvale. Manly side lost Marty to Powell through HIA or you know concussion for a week, and uh, Josh Alloyer has a, a wrist injury apparently, and uh, so obviously mowing the lawn out there at Brookie, uh, so. <laughs> So, uh, so it, may, it means that uh, that Olaquadu will start, which is great. Uh, the more game time he has, the the better. And I think he's like second for line breaks. I think in back rowers at the moment, he has he only played. Mm. You know, yeah, he, he hasn't played fucking half the season. So, yeah, hopefully he can keep that going. Um, and Moses Suli has been named on the uh, in fifteen on the bench. So perhaps this is the the new era for Moses Suli, where he's going to have to realise that. He's a big frame, and unfortunately, he's not as fast as, as Harper and anymore, and he's not as good at getting the ball to Jason Saab as, as Harper is. So perhaps he may be facing his reality of moving to the, the back row. Oof. I don't know. Let's face it. He's fucking he's, – he's big enough, and I guess he's skillful, I guess he's skillful mm. enough coming from the, the backs – Yep. And uh, so, you know, it'd be interesting to see if that's actually the case. And we do see Zach Sadler, finally the long awaited Zach Sadler appearing in the 17 due to the depleted uh, prop stocks. Uh, he's a gun, so hopefully we, uh, he gets some decent game time. But fucking who, who knows? I mean, like Moses Suley surely can't be in the back. He can't be in the reserves as a, as a, a reserve for the backs. No. So, yeah, it makes me wonder do we see, like, you know, maybe a surprise Ben Turbo debut as well this week. In eighteen, or is Des hinging against something in terms of you know there's been a couple of injuries lately, 
Mm. Does he want someone with a, a little bit of versatility? Yeah, but I mean, like the back, the you know, the, the back line is so, yeah. You know, considering the back line consists of one Tom Turbo, six Kieran Foran, injuries have been remarkably fucking thin on the ground in that respect. Mm. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah, because because you could always have Cust there as some sort of. Yeah, he's a smaller utility sort of guy, and I know he's supposed to be, you know, kind of like the the backup sort of, you know, pinch hitter, you know, in in nine, but he's been getting so little game time lately, anyway. Yeah, true. That, you know, fuck, what are you using for? Um, the Warriors side, okay. So um, Eliasa Katoa returns, who replaces Ben Murdoch Masilla. Uh, you mm. and Aitken and Channel Harris Devita appear as reserves. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to make their way back yet. It seems like they're just uh, getting closer. Um, I think Manly. Well, if they if they play as well as they have the last four or five weeks, no problem at all with the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, they beat them the first time without Tommy Turbo, so this is you know, I, this is Charles yeah, play. Charles play. You know, Manly played a a pretty good brand of football last week, um, and and the Warriors are are not the Panthers defensively. Yep. So I, I think Manly's just got too many points. Look, I mean, it does. It, like, I, it does concern me that with uh, with Aloya out because I mean he's been fucking awesome this year, um, and to power as well. But it wouldn't. But it doesn't bother me as much because Fanua Blake's out for the year or for a very long time for the Warriors as well. And yeah. I mean he was the and he was the engine behind all of their mm. early round success as well. So yeah, was. I mean You're if right. he was there, you know, I'd feel I'd feel you know more nervous about it. But um, I still think we got him covered. Yep. Yeah, manly, manly by plenty. The dragons take on the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, and you know there's the old adage about you know saving the best for last. Not in round nine of the 2021 <laughs> NRL season. The dragons versus the doggies at Netstrata Jubilee Stadium. The dragons side uh, Fumiano moves to the back line to cover the injured Zach Lomax. Uh, Farmer Silly returns on the bench, replacing Jackson Ford. And the doggies. Okay, so changes from last round. Uh, DWZ shifts to fullback. Meany goes to the wing. Lachlan Lewis is in the extended reserves in number 19 after a few weeks missing with the concussion after that terrible fucking situation where he was left on the field staggering around like a staggering around like Glenn before the 2014 NRL <laughs> okay. Grand Finals. I was like, wow, uh, that's out of nowhere, but that was, you and, provided context. Or like, and or like Glenn after, <laughs> yeah, or, or like staggering around like Glenn after the 2015 <laughs> NRL Grand Final. <laughs> I feel like there's a theme here. Yeah, but, um, he, he successfully returned via the New South Wales Cup last week, so it appears that he is, he's not going to be one of those guys that has the ongoing week-by-week uh, week week, you know, concussion yep. uh, hangover. Look, you'd like dragons, I guess. I think you have to go the dragons. They were f- like the thing is about the dragons. They they were great at the start of the game when they to the point where they got that six nil lead. Yep. Then they lost Lomax, and they were absolutely fucking and he's, terrible. He's a big loss for them. They like bigger than bigger than I think that they would would have thought. I mean, considering, you know, you get a guy and he's out in the centres and, like, centres not traditionally like a position on the field where a guy is going to have, like, a big holistic influence on the fortunes of the side. Yeah. But when he went off, they noticeably dipped and they never got back, you know, they just ne- they never got it back. 
Yeah. What does so, it say about the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs in twenty twenty one when the Dragons, after being handed a loss last week by the West Tigers, who, you know, everyone knows haven't been playing uh, fantastically well so far this season. Yeah. And the Dragons are dollar dollar twenty eight favourites <laughs> against the Bulldogs, who are three three dollars seventy five in the head to head to win this game. Like, yeah, that's it. That. That says that says a lot about Canterbury, and um, I just think the you know the halves. Uh, Corey Corey Norman isn't in great form, but Ben Hunt with the, last week under his belt, I think he'll be better. Um, and yeah, I, I just think the Dragons will probably be just that touch more creative. Um, and certainly, you only have to be a touch creative to be more creative than the dogs. So I yep. think they'll win. Like, like, like on paper. The dragons have the side to do sure. it, right? Yes. But they and, and and look, you know, we say that knowing how you know how well they started the season, and but they've been pretty fucking ordinary ever since Josh McGuire turned up. Yeah, true. And I mean, and it's and it's fun to, it's fun to talk about meetings and parties, blah blah blah. But like one player, surely. <laughs> Yeah, look, co- correlation is, is not causality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like, I'd love it to be as much as I would love it to be. Like in this particular case, I, I think it could be an indication of bigger issues in terms of um, the implementation of Griffin Ball. As in, yeah. if there was a nucleus of players that had an understanding of what they were doing and and had a, a certain certain culture within the club, and then all of a sudden you throw a new element into that, that can disrupt it to a stage. Um, I would also put it to you that even though the edict has come down from the NRL this week in terms of giving the penalties and the you know changing the six again a little bit, I would put it to you that over the last couple of weeks they've been doing it anyway. Yeah. Not in terms of giving penalties, but in terms of just allowing more latitude and holding down in the ruck and that sort of thing. It just feels like that that's that's they've just you know quietly without making any fanfare just quietly sort of just dialed it down, dialed it back a little bit. Yeah. And and perhaps, you know, the Dragons were just one of those sides that were, you know, v- yeah, very, v- you know, very suited to the, you know, to the touch football. Yeah. Just non-stop style. And, you know, this dialing it back has brought, you know, taken away any advantage they may have had. Just on, yeah. Jay, you mentioned culture before. Just on Josh Maguire, right? You guys have operated in, in high-level business capacity right so and and no doubt you've encountered a toxic you know the impact that a toxic individual can have in a business sense on a, on a team or or whatever right but generally it takes a little while for the cancer to set in and, and become apparent and and take full effect just how much of a cunt do you have to be for it to be in immediate effect the moment you walk through the gate yeah look i'm, I'm not saying that he's he's in necessarily fuck something up because of who he is. Uh, and don't don't get me wrong, from from all reports, he is a, There's a reputation, special individual. Right? So you know, when it comes to things he he enjoys mm. you know, the the story the story Plenty about dangling, out there. dangling your your jersey or your boots or whatever it is out the window of a bus and making kids in a third world nation chase thinking they're gonna get it and mm. then pulling it in the window and laughing about it. Yeah. You know? That that tells you all you need to know. But I think in normal business settings, whether people do it intentionally or not, you know, and 
toxic people don't often think that they're toxic or know that they're toxic. And there's that level of cover that mm. just being a new person gives people in, in a corporate setting. I think when you're talking about things like a rugby league team, essentially a lot of the qualities that would make somebody considered a, a toxic person could <laughs> be perceived really as advantageous. Point. Really good point. On the field, you know. Um, the whole, I'll, I'll go out and I'll take someone's head off or I'll, I'll do this, that or the other. That could be advantageous. So maybe it's just that subconsciously mm. they're not, there, there isn't that cover. And maybe when he turns up, the the bare bones are just there for everybody to see. Who knows? That's that's just a, a hypothesis. But um, yeah, because yeah, some, I'd actually believe... with the dragons and yeah. the cohesiveness of that team. Yeah, and I and, and I honestly, I think it's got nothing to do with him. I think it's just a yeah, you know, it's just a, a complete coincidence because at the end of the day, you know, pe- yeah, people who are toxic within a team environment to the point where they're going to get shown the door or, or willingly, gladly traded mid season. Mm. It's usually they're they're not happy with something in the first place, and so they act the cunt to get the release that they want. They make them mm. they make their position untenable so they can get out. That's it. And so he's so so he would be then delighted because he got what he wanted. Yeah. So then he he would he would be delighted that he got out of where he was, and now he should be ha- you know in a happier place. So he may be the fucking loveliest guy in the world. Mm. To everybody around him at Dragons yeah, HQ, that's true. You know, so maybe the, maybe they've just shit. Because I mean, like, wh- why are we even discussing the Dragons <laughs> starting a season well and then fucking falling off the cliff? I mean, it's only happened every fucking year since fucking since <laughs> ever since, since recorded history. So yeah, yes. yeah. Anyway, so uh, we're gonna say Dragons to win, despite all of that. Dragons to win. <laughs> Okay, time to take a little bit of a look at the mailbag this week, and let's—I've got to say—some fucking rubbish contributions this week, team. Uh, you got to lift um, some real shit that we always talk about or never, you know, enjoy talking about. Uh, Dan though said, uh, "Shout out to Tarpanay's misses for super coaching." Uh, Ryan James played the first twenty-three minutes and never came back. Soliola got nine minutes total. No wonder they fade in the second halves. They're all blowing, waiting for changeovers that aren't going to come. Uh, she's a rugby league icon in the making. Anyone willing to call out Sticky as a sook and a subpar coach is all right by me. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Uh, this Agreed. one's a bit of a fucking mouthful to get out, so I hope I do it justice from James. If COVID gets McKinnon to the power of BMOS and money wasn't an issue... Would you guys consider international meetups? With the game potentially taking off in the States, New York and Vegas could be on the cards. The Big Apple would be hit harder than Matt Lodge flying a plane into the World Trade Center whilst carpet bombing <laughs> Twill tourist stickers. Fucking Jesus. <laughs> like, I mean, that, that was, that was jam, jam-packed full of... <laughs> Look, oh, yes, would we... Yes, we would do international I mean, if it meetups. took off that big in America... I mean, like, I would fucking relocate the entire box and dice over there to fucking... Well, that's it. And especially in rugby league, like, you know, like a, pardon the interruption, fucking and, <laughs> rugby league edition and for Americans. Thing, if, if money was no object, as your question says, fucking of course. Yep. If money was no object, 
there's very little I wouldn't consider. I'd I'd be over in America with fucking Beyonce's tongue going up my date like a fat kid up a slip and slide. <laughs> <laughs> If money was no object. Wouldn't he go down the slip and slide? <laughs> well, it comes out at the end. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, of course. We, we just need yeah. Netflix to take an interest in rugby league. Yeah. As soon as Netflix takes an interest in <laughs> rugby league, that's, that's set. We'll, we'll get programming. Yep. Yep. How do you think our opening lines would go on the American rugby league? Oh, they'd be, they'd be right for Adult Swim or something at four in the morning. Okay. They'd put us on after the Eric Andre show or something. I, I, I still – America's a special fucking place. Um, yes, it is. I There, there was a uh, an HR issue once. It was after uh, the GFC and – and the company I was working for at the time was an American company. And they had this big thing about uh, staff. Because, you know, people were getting abused a bit in America, yelled at and stuff. And this girl was here giving a, an alter, uh, a presentation about all this, the bad stuff. She's, you know, the, the company's here to support you. Um, if anything goes wrong, they're great. Uh, and then I'll detail an experience from my own life. And she was talking about how she was uh, abused by a customer and um, the, had had to have all of this mental health um, uh, therapy and now suffers from anxiety and this, this is all because of this one person and what they said. And somebody said, well, what, what did they say to you? And she said, look, um, you know, just to show you how serious it was, and, and how grateful I am for the therapy that's been given to me and all this stuff. Um, they called me the C word. And then somebody else has called out from the other side of the auditorium. I was called that three times this morning. <laughs> and then added, by my mum. <laughs> That's enough out of you, to, Mr. Blakely. To, to which this girl's like, like I've I've never known anybody that you know um, has been in combat in Vietnam, but I tell you what, I saw a thousand yard stare that was pretty fucking close. <laughs> so yes, um, I'd be happy to go to America just for the shock value alone. Yeah, and like at the end of the day, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be even like meetup. It'd have to really take off for it to be considered meetups. I mean, would we go over there if money was no object and go over there and like follow the fucking American league around and watch a couple of games and stuff? Fuck yeah, of course. Here's the thing: in America, though, it wouldn't need to be like a meetup. You'd have to you'd put on there that mm. it's a media event. Yeah, and you'd yeah. hold it in LA. Yeah, um, and and there'd be people turning up just because it's a media event. And I'd be, I, I'd, and, and I'd take like, you know, someone like, you know, Munster or Cheese or whatever as a special, as a special, you know, guest, you know, celebrity and just fucking 
on it in America. <laughs> you got like yeah, the idea is you have got to take someone that can fucking party though. Like yeah, they could actually yeah, th- th- there's not going to fucking wipe out. Um, Nathan says, if you're Ricky Stewart, how many minutes are you giving to Tarpanay this week? Eighty. Yeah. Yeah, eighty or zero, isn't it? That's it. Depending on how can't he yeah. want to be. I'd give I mean, him eighty, and then I would I would consult with Jay to get, to bring out the most detailed fucking stat line and print it out and say, "Go and jam this down your missus's throat." If he does the if he does the eighty though, that's that's the thing too. I mean, if he's if he's absolutely fucked after sixty minutes, starts missing tackles and things like that, mm. then he gets to ream him in the video session through that's the week it. as well. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, and he gets to he gets to splice the video and and send a copy of that to his missus. Just you know, just prove the point. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Terry said, uh, "Would you say the hashtag fuck the Broncos throwing all their cap money at stags is a bit like a desperate woman proposing to a floppy dicked loser because she wants children and anyone will do now?" Um, well, hashtag my dating secrets exposed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm looking for, I'm looking for another one here because, um, we actually had one that was, uh, in the form of a comment on the website. Now these things come through like fucking Halley's Comet. Jesus. I mean, they're that rare. And uh, so this one comes from, uh, let me fucking just expand it out a bit so I've got it. It's uh, David of the Como Crocs. How good. And it says, uh, for discussion, the uh, hired pl- the highest paid fucks in the game, team of the decade. I know, so true. So me and OCK were putting a team together last night, the key factor being paid plus 500K. We're missing a few players from the all-time squad. So this must be the, the okay, so so far he has Aaron Woods as the captain. Andrew Fafida, Milford, Dugan, Bird, Umbai, Cohen Hess, Jared Croker, Ash Taylor, Blake Ferguson, uh, Joey Leilua, Brody Croft, and Matt Lodge with the coaches Ricky Stewart. He says notable omissions are number one, Cartwright, because he's not being overpaid now. Yep. And two, uh, the combo, i.e., Luke Brooks. I'm not sure I can explain these attributes in this forum. You could fucking explain. Dude, you can explain any attributes to us. I don't, I don't even know what, know what to speculate. The fucking love attributes. Yeah. I would like oh. to put it to him that there's nothing that can't be discussed in this forum. That it, that much yeah. is clear. <laughs> yeah. The line, the line's pretty, pretty fucking far away. <laughs> Getting further every episode. Oh. Yeah, thanks, thanks to Glenn and his fucking potty mouth. Yeah, I just want to be like you guys. <laughs> and there's no fatherly advice to be given out this week, fellas. So you you got the uh, you got the week off. Yeah, good. And we did we did see though in the in the Facebook group through the week that our advice was taken on board, and uh, the youngster in question declared himself for the Cowboys. Yes. <laughs> so it's good to see. Good. And I works. hope everyone's supporting. Uh, what is not a choice? It's just how he is. <laughs> so. So on that note, that's full time for episode 396. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact interact with us in a multitude of ways to grab our links to our Patreon, social media communities, and more. Head to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links. And if you'd like to support the show, you can join us a patron. Uh, drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And fuck it, the easiest way to support us is just to tell a friend. We did get a, a curious review this week. I need to fucking find it just quickly. Um Bittersweet review, I've got to say. Here we go. Found it. 
someone came through the uh, the, uh, the Apple Podcast Store as as they do. Uh, there is no other NRL podcast quite like this one. Five stars from uh, seriously though, except it's S W R I R. Yeah, that's just a typo. So they just tried to just chuck in a name really quickly for reasons that you'll understand soon. Once you get past the unnecessary degeneracy and average banter, you'll find some surprisingly basic hot takes and footy analysis. <laughs> <laughs> The only, the only, like honestly, the only thing that I object to on that is like the thing about the about the hot takes. We well, yeah, there are there are. <laughs> we I don't think we none of us have ever said anything on this show that is more than just what we think about saying at the time. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like none of us are going. Oh fuck! I don't know if I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this fucking take and it's gonna be a spicy one. <laughs> yeah, a spicy take. I hope, uh, I hope I hope the fucking listeners are are ready. For this one. Yeah. <laughs> nah. That, yeah, the rest that, of it, bang on. That review is like walking in on your grandparents fucking. Like, you, you'll take it in, but you're not sure how to feel. Like, I don't know if I should be happy, complimented, fucking, how do you feel about that? It's yep, five stars. Are, it's five stars, you, but it's fairly understated. Aren't you a fucking happiness black hole? <laughs> like, not the first time I've been called that. Well, if, you know, your grandpa has fucking, you know, I, I assume fought in global conflicts or, you know, at, at least supported people or industries while others were doing so. One of you remind me off the rec- off off record <laughs> to tell you about the story of my grandfather. Anyway, please continue. Oh, fucking here we go. <laughs> I'm going to guess he ejaculated in your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least, at least twice. <laughs> Why do I feel like as soon as time travel's invented, Glenn's going to text us? Be like, I told you, cunts, I've got something to show you. And it's going to be the most average I, four minutes. <laughs> hence, I asked you to remind me. Um, <laughs> but if you walk in on your grandparents, why wouldn't you be happy? Well, you know, except in my situation, it'd mean that the zombie apocalypse had started. <laughs> no. Mine too, for like mine, yes, three days, quarters of the, yeah. of the of the the number. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would but, you? What would you just cheer your pop on? Ooh. Into its son. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like fuck. Uh. You know, new level every week, your, your, brother. Your grandma's yeah, su- surprisingly flexible. <laughs> and from no, a time, and from no, a time where I'm sure that, from a time where I'm sure that missionary was like the only only position going around, they've they they, they display a, a much higher degree of innovation than I anticipated. Yeah, <laughs> there's not two humans on the face of this planet that could make me regret bringing that up more than you two. So thank you very much. Job done. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. picturing your grandparents fucking is something you'd never regret. <laughs> speaking of grandparents fucking i'd love to give a shout out to some of our wonderful patrons uh over there on patreon so a uh, big thank you to winston marlin and noughts all legends again on the revelation tier Champions. and uh in the case of winston and, and noughts look forward to catching up with you boys uh very soon marlin one day on the previous question about going to the states 
because Marlon has, has been he's been on board as a member with the show for fucking ages. I, I don't know if it's day one, but if it's not day one, it's pretty close from uh, all the way over there in the states. So whereabouts? Oh, fuck! Now you put me on the spot. I know we've had this. We've had uh, discussions about it before. I remember I. Because I remember seeing, I, I would see his name come up in the members each year, and, and you know, obviously, you, you know, shooting stuff over to the states, um, yeah, for membership packs and stuff like that. So I was always, always thinking, like, you know, what's the story? What's the story? Because it's, it's it's not someone that you know that interact interacted with on Twitter, you know, at, at all. And um, here we go, Nashville, Tennessee. Oh. Well, so fucking, we, we are definitely having a meetup at your place and eating fucking hot chicken. Yes, so, exactly. You could you could take in. us to all of you could take us to fucking all the spots. You can keep that country music garbage. Fuck that shit. But uh, I'll karaoke. I'll karaoke some country. Look, this is what we do. This is what we're doing. We're having a meetup in in Nashville, Tennessee. We're smashing a bunch of hot chicken, and then we'll go down to Jack White's studio in Nashville. And uh, do a live do a live show and record it to vinyl at, uh, at, at Jack White's vinyl <laughs> vinyl production facility and release it as a limited edition. We'll do an ep- we'll do an episode members. where we show him the hilltop hoods and get his live reaction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god, they're the Meg White of hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> wow, why are these assholes talking about being on a bus? <laughs> all time oh, favorite love it <laughs> finally let's hit the tipping okay uh so the only jim j-i-m-e-k-r however that's pronounced has ascended to solo position uh, solo uh, possession of the top position uh jack wc 94 in second with fabsy uh we go back again to lachlan h and uh chins get the wins and some back and we go back another point to returning champ Andy uh, Duhig WKL three. I suspect there's a actually I suspect there's our uh, patron the patron that we just gave a shout out to Winston and um, Loz with about five Z's on there. So um, it's three points between first and tenth, so which has probably opened oh. up more than it usually does. To be honest, uh, considering it's very early in the season, I mean we're only sort of not halfway yet. But um, congratulations to those on top. May you have continued success in your tipping. And uh, I don't know where I am, but pretty fucking ordinary, I'd imagine. Boys, anything else that you would like to add before we put a fucking fork in this one? It's done. Now that I've been talking about Clean. my par- my grandparents fucking. I'd probably need more of a cold spoon than a fork, but I'm done regardless. Confirmed. Glenn's going off to jerk it. You're so fucking weird, kinks, man. <laughs> from you, from you, fucking how very, I don't know if I should be insulted or fucking chuffed. I'm I'm not the one trying to find my prostate with a teaspoon. <laughs> I think that's and it. On that note, I think that, is, I think that is it. I'll talk to you fellas on Sunday. Okay. Later. <laughs> See ya. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.